Hello, Dakota Territory. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to the journey, the journey we call Dakota Trails and Tales. Hey, hop on in the Loose Tales Food Link Chuck Wagon. Then, and only then, we will tool the region, the country, the globe. We will look at the news stories of the day. But at the end of the journey, Jeff Magram, you're going to have to decide by yourself how and if this information might affect you living in a little piece of heaven. I'm not going to think. You're not going to think. You're going to require people to think for themselves. Seems to be rare these days, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it seems like the, most people want the government to tell them how to think. It's just in those faraway places, though, right, Jeff? It's not, you know, right here at home in a little piece of heaven. Yeah, no, you're... <laughs> I, I hate to disagree with you, Chad. It's right here. We yeah. had the seatbelt bill today, and... and, uh, and it it doesn't do anything as far as not letting people wear their seatbelt. It just says the government doesn't have to tell you to wear the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the the bill failed miserably because they they keep saying people will die. But if you look at the statistics, New Hampshire doesn't have a seatbelt law for 18 years and older, and their statistics show that. Most of their people wear the seatbelt as much as us, and we have a law. Uh, so the overall concept is there to give you the choice instead of a government mandate. Yeah, so you know that that bill, I you know I got beat up on that one. But what happened was this, you know, in, in 2014, the people voted the manda- the primary seatbelt law down, and ever since then the Senate keeps bringing this it back and the house of representatives keep killing it and then uh so i told the senator over there i said i you know there's a lot of people would like to get rid of this seatbelt law so if you guys keep bringing the other primary seatbelt law we'll have to introduce a mm-hmm. uh, termination of the of the secondary seatbelt law and he said well you got to do what you got to do so anyway i put it in and we got a due pass out of committee i couldn't believe it eight to six but it came to the house floor today, and it killed it. And I didn't expect it to go far. But you know, the people that want freedom aren't getting represented anymore, and that's where I'm at. I when I ran, and last time I talked to you, I was under attack by our governor. He was trying to get me out of the office because I'm one of the guys that doesn't agree with them on the Teddy Roosevelt Library, the huge spending, and the, and the huge spending on the on the Fargo diversion and so so people that don't agree with him he wants them out and I just happened to be one of six targets that he decided to target and and I thank you for putting me on your show that helped a, a lot and you have a lot of listeners in our area and and uh we ended up with the the highest vote total mm. and I'm back up here now and today we had the hearing on House Bill 1446 and, uh, of course, the governor has, he's trying to put dibs on this legacy fund earnings, and they just want to grow government more, spend it on their pet projects. And, of course, our House and Senate leadership are walking right in line. And so there's uh, uh, some of us conservatives put a bill in that we could use legacy fund earnings towards primary property tax reduction and what it is it's it's like the farmers get the farm and ranch people get uh they get the uh 
the exemption or, or the tax credit, but they have to go into the tax director at the courthouse and sign up for it. And then they can, you know, get it just for their primary residence. And now if they live in the shouse, which is getting really popular, they can deduct or get the tax credit for the part that they actually reside in. And so anyway, it went to committee today in tax and finance in the house. There was no opposition. How do you talk against property tax reduction? Mm-hmm. And I do know that the chairman is against me and, and, uh, he's, the, the, the gossip was that the leaders are going to kill the bill. They're going to kill it. They don't want the people to have their money back. And so we had a press conference yesterday and Marty showed up with a bunch of friends and we had a good crowd and a good time in, um, promoting these, this bill as well as another one that Senator Jason Heitkamp is, is, has introduced, and that's using the Common Schools Trust Fund for fine, uh, uh, paying for schools. Mm-hmm. And that's in our Constitution that was supposed to be taken care of, and, and slowly what they did is funnel that money to the universities, and then they started charging property tax to the ranchers and farmers. And now the tax is getting so high, we're up to six dollars an acre in some areas, and 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 mm-hmm. going up. And we don't need to don't ask me what that. my tax property tax is. Oh, why not? I'd sure like to know. It's three <laughs> times that. Oh man, but you guys tw- have a lot of higher valued land, maybe. Uh, we've increased since 2010. Our land values have increased by 134 percent. My uh, property tax has gone up 170 percent since 2010, and I am currently at 18 dollars an acre. If you put that on a cal-calf basis, the first 115 dollars—this is a statewide number—the first 115 dollars for every calf produced goes to pay property tax. Gee whiz! Yeah, it what is are a, they doing with all that money? Um, they funnel it into. We have a. Uh, a redistribution program is called the Tioso formula, which basically the money goes into a pool. Um, each county or each district is prorated based upon the number of taxpayers they have in their county. There are three counties that do not have enough of a tax base to compensate for the school. So the Tioso formula redistributes that money. And my school, my rural school in Sherman County, population 3,000 people, gets basically nothing. Consequently, Lincoln and Omaha schools get a huge chunk of that state funding. Mm. But um, so we're in trouble. We're in trouble yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, this is not a North Dakota I don't understand sp- specific. We're up. We're up here pushing back. We're pushing back on taxes. Mm-hmm. We're pushing back on these people that want to just gobble up our rights. And the only the only state government that seems to be thinking clearly is South Dakota, and my district butts up the South Dakota state line, and mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people in my district. I shouldn't say a lot of people, but many people have told me they're doing their business in South Dakota. They they would like to take their kids to South Dakota schools. They're so fed up with our overreaching governor and our and our government as a whole here. And so there's a group of us that are pushing back, 
and and they're making fun of us, but we're we're they're they're worried because we uh, we represent more people than they do. There's a lot of people that are tired of the mask mandates, the for everything they're forcing on us, taxing to such high taxing, forced vaccinations. They're talking about, and so we have a lot yeah. of bills. Here uh, to, uh, there'll be no forced vaccination here, Jeff. But I have to take a break. Dakota Trails and Tales. Okay. I want to remind you about Lone Creek Cattle Company. The opportunity to try to pay those property taxes is getting more value for the calves that you produce. $200 premium per calf. In my case, that just covers the property tax, but it doesn't matter. You need to find a way to add more value. Then you have to capture the value, and that's what Lone Creek Cattle Company has put together. Get more details about the certified Piedmontese system from Marlon Will, and you do that by going to the website, Lone Creek Cattle Co. Com. Jeff Magram will be back with the second half of Dakota Trails and Tales after this. Welcome back to Dakota Trails and Tales, the journey, Dakota. I said that. Welcome back to Dakota Territory, the journey, Dakota Trails and Tales. Get so excited about property tax, lose my place. So, yeah. Jeff, here's my million-dollar question. Uh, for the most part, our part of the world, which the rest of the world may want to call the flyover region, I'm fine with that. Keep flying over. Don't stay here. Uh, we have people that campaign about being conservative. We talk about being conservative. And I'm even going to put this at the federal level. And yet when they sit in that chair, they can't sign a check fast enough to pay for something. So we can talk about repealing property tax. But to me, whether it's at the state level, the federal level, no matter what state you're in, we gotta spend less money. We're we're spending too much money. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, the the problem is it's almost like a high school game of politics. Mm-hmm. It's there, you know, who's the most popular? Who's the who's got the best suit on? Things like that. So they fall into these groups and uh you know they want to be with the leadership and the popular guys and and they forget about their people at home and and uh that's always a challenge and then you have the special interests on you the lobbyists and everybody they're trying to get get you to work for them and and uh the it's a challenge to to stay with your people for some of them and the ones that do they try to beat us down they they well you're not part of the group and you're not you know, you're uh, it just it's just a, a kind of an ostracizing effect they have on people, and some of them cave. But right now, we've we've got some really good, uh, solid legislators here. We just don't have enough. There's 94 House members, and we probably have 25 uh, to 30 that are pretty darn solid. Mm-hmm. And then our Senate side, there's maybe seven on the sen- Senate side. So. The rest of them are pretty well. They just go along to get along, and uh, and it seems like the majority leaders they like to tax and spend. They'll spend everything they can, and then that now they got they've been uh, talking about these bonding projects. You know, they say, well, we can borrow this money so cheap. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but who's going to pay it back? Our grandkids are going to pay it back, and they're going to need have needs too at that time. And we have money. We don't have an income problem here. We have a spending problem. And that's what we're trying to reel in. And, and so we're trying to divert some of this money, like the legacy funding, fund money and the common schools trust fund money, so they don't blow it on something else. And, and uh, 
The only way we can stop the spending is to cut the income. So that's what we're trying to do. I don't know how successful we'll be, but we'll keep pushing back. And we need people to to really help out on the outside by calling their legislators and asking them to support House Bill 1446 and Senate Bill 2327, some of these good bills that would actually help reduce property taxes for people in the towns and in the country. So many times, Jeff, we talk about uh, unintended consequences, particularly from a legislative standpoint, something that seems like a good idea. Uh, The Legacy Fund, I'm sure, seemed like a wonderful idea at the time. But every year, or every other year, it it seems like there's a fight trying to figure out who's going to tap into the Legacy Fund. And I want to point out that you twice said the earnings from the Legacy Fund, not the Legacy Fund itself, but when there's a pool of money, everybody's got a special project that should be go towards that money. Yeah, they they want to glum onto it and then do their pet project so they can go home and say, "Hey, look what I did for you." Right. Instead of trying to save a money, I that my approach is to come back and say, "Hey, I'm try you know we're we're cutting your taxes and putting more money in your pocket so you can spend your money instead of us spending it." And that's the approach I take, and I, I, I can, will continue on that. But the legacy fund was set up. It was a brilliant idea, actually, because they would have blew that money by now. And so we, they're, <laughs> no. they're already talking about... No, they would yeah, not have. Talking about, <laughs> they're, they're talking about getting into the principle of it now. They want $2 oh, billion. Oh, sure. Seven billion. Absolutely. But they need two-thirds vote. I hope we can, I hope we can stop that, but... The earnings is about $500 million every two years. And they've already cannibalized part of it. So they, there's $164 million committed to other projects. So that leaves us about 335 about $165 million per year to actually use towards primary residence property tax. So we could reduce everybody's tax on their home about a third. That's wow. that would that would help a lot. I mean, it's not it's not all of it, but it's something. It's it's taking little bites, and hopefully we can start working the other way. And if Jason Heitkamp's bill can get through, get any traction, that would reduce uh, land taxes by forty percent, because that's what the school tax is. So believe it or not, if we could get both these bills through, we could actually really put a dent in property taxes in the state. And then look at the economic development. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking billions of dollars in the end because that uh, the the way the dollar travels the the uh, oh I forget the term for it but uh, it it revolves seven times around right. the in, multiplier in effect so, the, the multiplier yeah effect. and yeah so that that dollar traveling seven times around is it, it multiplies from. A hundred and and uh, thirty five million to over a billion dollars, and then figure the sales tax on that at five percent. That's another fifty some million dollars, and it just keeps in growing. And people have, having more freedom to use their money, and and then other people from other states may want to move here because it'll they'll say, hey, I can own a home tax free someday or partially tax free. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do we really want other people to move here? <laughs> well, we got to have somebody here. We're losing population <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, Jeff, I got 15 seconds. What's your words of wisdom to close us out? 
Well, I just hope people get involved and call their legislators and ask them to hope, uh, help me get this at least House Bill 1446 passed. And uh, they, they got to get a hold of all the House members as soon as possible because it's in committee now. And that will really help if people put the pressure on. And also Senate Bill 2327, Jason Heitkamp's bill. These are both good bills, and they would mean a lot to our people in our state. So and that'll asking, be, for, asking for help. That'll be the last word. Don't be complacent. That's the moral of the story. A to Z, no GPS technology, the journey, Dakota, trails and tales. We'll see you tomorrow.